0: Like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top. Schumich break back. Across the ground. Bam! In comes Donnie Wurfle. Got it out to a oh. kick. Kick smothered. Check. Hunter.
1: Who would have the sequel would be just as good as the original. Kicks inside 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a
0: play. Schick. To be in perfect years, The Premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers, premiers. The 2006 the 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast Eagles. G'day everyone.
2: Welcome to the Big Footy Eagles podcast live stream. It is our first ever episode of the live stream. Thank you very much for joining us to everybody who's on now live. If you're going to join us later on as well, fantastic to see you also. I'm Honey Badger 35 Thank you very much for joining us. Joining us on the show, as usual, let's start with the reveal. Please welcome Miguel Sanchez. Miguel, very nice to see you.
0: Look at that. Yeah, no worries. Uh, it's not much of a surprise if you've got my name down there. But um, yeah, good to be on. A um, little bit nervous. And yeah, it might be the first and last one we do before we fold the club the way we're going.
2: Yeah, well we'll be folding the pod or the club or maybe both at some some stage in the future, no doubt. But we will be joined in doing so by the always entertaining Keys. Please Keys, come online now and let's say good day. How's things?
1: Sorry, just folding the club.
2: (laughs) He's late (laughs) because he's doing prop comedy. That's beautiful. What a fantastic start. Look at this. We've got Keys. We've got Miguel. Fantastic news. Now, guys, we're going to get things off and running. It's going to be a pretty standard pod aside from being on camera, obviously. Coming up on the show, we're talking the big fade out against Essendon. Of course, we have to. We're going to do the classic big footy segment of where are they at and see where the Eagles are at at this stage in the season. We've got mid-season draft news. Of course, we've got heroes and villains. And we're going to talk West Coast versus Carlton at the SCG, of all things. Uh, That is all coming up. But as I said, thank you very much for joining us. Comment, get involved, ask us questions heckle us mercilessly whatever you like uh if you normally listen to the audio podcast if you hate our faces and you prefer the audio version as well we are still endeavoring to do an audio podcast uh it'll be the audio of this and it'll get uploaded into the feed so you should still be able to listen on spotify and your podcast apps but otherwise guys fantastic to see you for the viewers fantastic to see them as well we've got some comments already paul says nice work fellas so there's at least somebody is anybody here related to paul do we have somebody's brother or dad or best mate on the line? Because otherwise I think we've got a fan. So we're off and running, guys.
0: <laughs> it's hard to pick up sarcasm in text. I'm not sure whether he's being sarcastic or not.
2: Well, nonetheless, we're, look, we've are look. we got how far into this? A minute, maybe? Eight, we've got a minute in. Happy days. Guys, should we crack on with the show? Shall we unfortunately talk about West Coast Essendon? I say, yeah, let's bloody do it.
1: Yeah, we'll go and get over that as quick as we can. Yeah.
2: West Coast Eagles. We'll start things now. West Coast Eagles, 11 goals, five seventy-one. were defeated by Essendon, 12 goals, 15-87. Migs, at one point, the Eagles led by 25, midway through the third, and then I think Essendon close on a 50-9 to 9 run. As far as fade-outs go, that's pretty spectacular. So, Eagles shot themselves in the foot, maybe a season-defining loss. What did you make of all of it?
0: Yeah, um, let's not talk about this one too long because I don't want to cry on camera on our first episode. Um, yeah. Something uh,
2: for down the line.
0: Yeah. Um, I suppose we rolled the dice a bit on on Yo and his uh, fitness and, and sort of ran the risk that we'd suffer a couple of injuries. And um, yeah, that backfired massively with uh, losing the two guys and two really important guys before halftime, um, oh, which left us. I'm
1: here Jesus, what? <laughs>
0: We this
1: got
2: Look at this. Yeah. We've got we've got loads to, of comments.
0: Shout out to Sally as well.
2: Yeah, Sally wants a shout out. We've got people watching from Japan. Yeah. I don't understand what's happening. But uh, <laughs> Keyes <Keith's> is <laughs> still getting heckled from the cheap seats. Keyes, I'm sure Just you're back. having more fun now than you were on Saturday, though, because uh, West Coast Essendon fell off the rails in a very, very big way. What do you make of it? Yeah,
1: I was it's a little bit the... Um... Emperor's new close game, I think. It uh, you know, going in I I think we probably thought we were, you know, maybe a contender once we got guys back in the side and everything like that. And I think that game sort of laid truth they bear the truth that, you know, maybe we're we're not that good a side and really rather than being a contender, we're really just one of those sides chasing one of the last couple of spots in the eight. Um uh, whether we get guys back or not, and we just you know as much as we got, you know it was good to get Yo back in the side, but we've lost Kelly and Allen and you know half our reserves as well. So, uh, and it was the old problems that we've had consistently throughout the year. You know, last quarter fade outs and losing contested ball and clearances and low tackle counts, all that stuff sort of got sheeted home and. You know, before it was, you sort of maybe passed it off because it was a, a, a way game. Um, but, you know, to have that happen to us at home was really, really disappointing. Um, you know, and Essendon, Essendon are a good side. They're an okay side. But, you know, like us, I mean, they're not they're not really a contender. And, you know, we've got a few problems to solve in the back half of the season.
2: I think the writing was on the wall in this one a little bit. The Eagles are ultra-efficient to start, but then, you know, the one stat I think for this one that uh, stands out for me is the inside 50. Uh, We had, what do we have, 45. Essendon had 57. Now, for all the talk of our low inside 50s, uh, something that's actually worked in the Eagles' favour is the differential. We've got low inside 50s. But uh, we actually tend to outdo our opponent. It's just the speed of the game, the the number of inside 50s in an Eagles game. So the fact that we were actually outdone by 12, the writing was on the wall in that capacity in a big regard, Miguel. Midfield, obviously we lost Kelly. But with the sub, we weren't down a man as such. We were down a crucial cog though because there's not a lot of midfield depth anyway and it went to water. It completely capitulated.
0: Yeah, and Kelly's probably been our – he's probably leading our best and fairest at the moment, so – yeah, between him and Nick Nat, um, they've been a, a great combination. But apart from that, there's not been too much to uh, to rely on there in the midfield. So uh, that's a – what's this about watching from Japan? <laughs> Someone else said we look like Asterix characters and, and now Merkin's saying we look like Simpsons characters. So if you're watching from Japan, we should be anime characters, shouldn't we? Um, Big in Japan. Yeah. The the um, Even before Kelly went down, I thought the writing was on the wall. We weren't sort of – we weren't really dominating play. We weren't getting game, the game on our terms at all. Um, it was just the efficiency when we did create scoring shots inside fifty that was that gave us that lead. And then, um, yeah, in the second half, our key forwards sort of struggled to take a mark. Uh, Hooker was out, was marking everything down the other end. Hooker and Stringer, yeah. and yeah, our guys just couldn't take a mark. And yeah, we, that second half was pretty disastrous to watch. And you could see it coming. Um, yeah, we lost all our structure. We couldn't get the ball out of our back half as soon as it, as soon as it went outside 50. It was you know, we. It was sort of a, a kick around the body in hope and found an Essendon chest and came straight back in again. So, yeah, it was just a, a tidal wave and we didn't have the, the energy or the resilience to stop it.
2: Probably one of the minor positives out of it, I thought Nick Nat dominated the game. I've seen some discussion the other way based on the influence of his opponent, but I've never seen somebody just give up rucking they didn't jump. They stopped jumping. They knew Nick that we were going to win. Despite that, the mids couldn't get on top. Backs were inundated. I thought at times they held up well, but then there are other occasions where they handled a particular situation really poorly. Keys that probably just comes when there's pure weight of numbers. You can't expect them to hold on forever. Some decent moments from Baras and Co, but some other moments where, you know, probably left you scratching your head a little bit. And yeah, as I said, yet again, all turned to water. Yeah,
1: just by the numbers in that uh, second half, you just couldn't you know, finger on the dike stuff, eventually it's just going to break. Um, and I think what I think it was something was it something like 22 to 6 inside 50s in the last quarter? Something yeah, that ridiculous. Right. Um, yeah. You know, you can't expect your back line to hold up and you, and you can't expect the forwards to score yeah. either when it's going in there so, so little. Um, so, yeah, it's a, uh, Something that we've the the midfield's you gonna be a problem until we get, you know, sh- well, Shuey and now Kelly back. Um because the the depth is just really not there in terms of, of real quality and you know, Merritt and Parish in particular really chopped us up through in the middle in that second half. <laughs> I'm
2: not sure that there's much specifically from the Essendon game that we need to take away uh, that's new, I should say. There's a lot of takeaways from the Essendon game, but I think a lot of it we unfortunately already knew before. So we might as well transition from this into a little bit more of a broad chat because the Essendon game was crap. Uh, it wasn't the sort of crap that you can just throw away and you know file as, as a shitty game and move on. It was very similar to a lot of the fade-outs, a lot of the issues we've seen from the Eagles before. So... Miguel, at this point in the season, you know, you've got the Eagles. They were coming in as a Premiership favourite. Injuries, I know, but we're 6-5. and We've now lost games at home, so it's not like it's this completely set-and-forget-12-wins situation. We need to play hard at home still. We've had two massive fade-outs against Essendon uh, and against St Kilda. We had a bit of a fade-out against the Dogs. We have the huge loss to the Cats on our record as well. Uh, Giants game, I thought, was a bit of a fight, but, shit, they're really starting to add up at this point. So... Migs, it's the age-old big footy question. West Coast Eagles, where
0: are they at? Yeah, not only that, but yeah, um, we've lost, what, two in a row now. We've got a really difficult game coming up. It um, wasn't necessarily difficult on paper when we when it was first scheduled, but now it's been moved to the SCG. We've lost half our team. We're playing half the Eagles team. Um, yeah, and then the next two games after that are at home, but there is, you know, rich. Who are, uh, even though they're, I think, at the moment they're a danger side, and and the Bulldogs who are flying. So, you know, if we don't get things back on track quickly, we could be six, eight, you know, before we know it, and then it's it's pretty much season over from there. So, um, yeah, um, difficult to be optimistic. I think uh, at this stage, um, we were saying, well, you know, in our pre-season wraps and basically all the way through that we we need to be top four to um. Uh, to contest for a flag that looks like a, an absolute distant dream at the moment. Um, everything would basically have to go right from now. We could barely afford to lose a game um, to get top four. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. I haven't checked the odds. Gamble responsibly. Um, but yeah, imagine we're at pretty long odds to get top four. So yeah, then we're where we were talking about earlier, which was just making up the numbers in the eight you know, at uh, at best. Uh, which is unfortunate, um, and even then, we're going to need um, going to need some improved performances just to hold our spot in the eight. I think so. Yeah, I mean, um, where does that leave us? There's, there was pretty heated discussion probably in the um, the aftermath of the game about you know where we've got to post the the twenty eighteen flag, and we've. Uh, we're we're looking down the barrel now of a third straight season where we're not gonna make a prelim, which is really disappointing. Uh and there's been uh, there's been reasons for it each season and you know we've we've had horrible injury run this year. We we had all the um we had injuries and the, the all the disruption last year, but yeah, three years in a row for a club that um is uh, is used to success and is hungry for success, it's um yeah, it's gonna start to, to build up to a critical mass pretty soon.
2: Keys, there's obviously positives and and hope, at, you know, light at the end of the tunnel with the injury list. We've been hanging our hat on, well, once the Eagles are healthy, it's all going to come roaring back. But are we going to get healthy? Because, you look, we've still got a month left before we get McGovern back. Uh, Witherden, Shuey, Kelly now. Kennedy's missing this week with old age, seemingly, so obviously he's going to get managed. Yo's just coming back from a big layoff. Ryan and Hearn still pretty rusty by the looks of them, so... I understand. I've been one of them as well. I'll cop to it. I've been one of them that said when the Eagles get healthy, they're going to be dangerous. That's a hope. It's not really an expectation at this point.
1: Yeah, well, I think, yeah, if you're, you know, 6 pretty disappointing. It's not the, um, obviously not where we want it to be. Um, amongst a bunch of things, I, I mean, really, our injuries are a factor. You can't ignore, I mean, Shuey and Yo have played two games between them. That's our two best midfielders, you know, and the two that, you know, give us the most drive and contested ball. So we're missing them. You know, Duggan's missed four, McGum's missed four, Herm missed five, Ryan missed five, you know, Brass has missed a couple. So we've got quite a few guys that have missed pretty, um, you know, and you have a look through some of the other clubs and yeah, I, I sort of added up. Yeah, guys who are clear best 22. We've lost about 41 games total. Uh, so that's like the guys have said Ryan, Yo, Shuey, Duggan, Kennedy, Gov, Hearn, and Tommy. Um, yeah, and there's a few other sort of fringy type players that have missed games as well. Yeah, you sort of go through. I, I sort of ran through a list of what some of the other clubs have have gone through and yeah, know, probably GWS are the one side that's you know, they've missed you know, Whitfield and Cornelio, um, DeBore and Phil Davis have missed a, a fair bit. Um yeah, John, yeah, we have we um doggies are missing through on Dunkley. Um but, you know that's they've got the midfield that's about a that- hundred deep. So the, yeah. the cost. The of two of them have also not their, the effect of of Shui and, and Yo being out. Um, you know, they've they've also played the more than one game lost, each. If the Bulldogs hmm. lost, uh, let's say they, they lost Bruce and Norton, for example, you know they'd be screwed because that's their two key forwards and they haven't got any depth to cover them. So, you know, I I think. We, we we've unfortunately lost games from guys who um, in the area of the ground we could least afford it. Um, and then we've also, you know, we've had games where you know, we I think we had Government Gabras and Hearn all out of our back line. So, you know, injuries are not yeah, you know, they're not a complete excuse, but they're a, a factor if you want to sort of hold out some hope for the back half of the season, the the fact is, is in four of our, our five losses, um, we, we were in games right until the, right until the death, basically. Um, you know, the Geelong game was just a complete, you know, catastrophe. That, that was, uh, that was just horrid. Um, you know, you're sort of looking at yeah, you know, the Bulldogs game, twenty eight minutes down, we're within a kick. You know, Essendon, twenty two minutes in the clock, we're still within a kick. The Giants game, you know, five minutes to go, we were still mm. within a kick. So, but is, that, um, is is that a bigger issue though? Because you look at the
2: breakdown I, quarter it, by quarter, it, doesn't,
1: it it means that it, it's an issue because we're fading out in the last quarters. But what? to me it means that th- we don't have to necessarily reinvent the wheel because mm. we're getting to the, you know, the closing, we're, we're close in the closing stage of game. So there's some tweaks. There's no doubt about that, but um, it, it's not, if we fix a couple of things, it's not a, it's not like we have to improve our game by 70%. It's like a, Maybe a fifteen percent improvement, that, and then we we can sort of go again. But but you know, we look at the injuries list. You know, the list of outs today. I I don't know if we're going to get the players back. Um, who we're missing? You know, are we ever the contest? The ball is not a new issue to this season. That's been something that's been there um, for the last three years, and, and even in the lead up to the grand final in two thousand eighteen, it was a problem. So some of these things, are, our low tackle count has always been an issue. So those... Uh, our uh,
2: tackle numbers weren't quite as bad, though, in 2018, which I was sort of surprised to learn because it feels like it's always been an issue. But we're dead last in the league. I think I saw a stand in the week, 2018, we were eighth. Not good, but, you know, not absolutely bottomed out sort of situation.
0: I think 2018's numbers were helped by the fact that we, were, we played... What was it? Three extra games. So someone did the um the tackle numbers per game, and we were about fifteenth then as well. Um, oh, was so it? I thought was it was just, a ranking where we were yeah. a
2: bit high. I must have done that. Uh, yeah, quite but I, I think
0: I think that was yeah. I think that was raw numbers though. Ah, um, uh-huh. well, know, we, that'll do it. So we yeah the extra the finals tackles sort of pushed us ahead of a few teams. Someone's just made a World War One reference in the comments, I noticed. We've got, we got World
2: War One references, and even more upsettingly, we've got cricket references in the comments, so we'll move oh, along. Okay. Uh, I, can, I can explain Keys. the cricket oh, yeah.
0: reference to you, but Keyes might have don't to explain, to the, um, Keys can explain to the World War One reference because he's the only one old enough to have been there. Um, Beautiful stuff. Cricket free pod, absolutely wish. not. Yep.
1: <laughs> Look. Uh, uh, get Ke- what's, what's the problem? There Sorry, we go. Some phone charging issues.
2: No, it's all good. Miguel just said that you were around for World War One whilst you're away, so I think you're doing quite well to be on the tech at all. Uh, Keys was talking about our work rate and about the fact that we're still in games, Miguel, towards the end. You look at the quarter-by-quarter breakdown. First quarter's won. The Eagles have won eight of their first quarters. That's second in the league behind only the Dogs. We've won eight of our second quarters. That leads the league, tied with Port, Brisbane, Sydney. You know, all very good top eight teams. Third quarters, we've won five. Now, I'm scrolling. That is in the middle, sandwiched in between North Melbourne and the Giants, very middle of the pack, and Migs, quarter number four. The Eagles have won three. Do you want to know who's won more? Every team in football. Collingwood, Hawthorne, St Kilda, North, Gold Coast, everyone, you know?
0: Brilliant. Jack Darling leads the league in... That's exactly where you want to be, is behind North.
2: Yeah, terrible. So Jack Darling leads the league in second quarter goals of, of every player in football. He's kicked more second quarter goals than anybody. Second on that list, Josh Kennedy. Josh Kennedy. So what's going wrong in the back half of games? Is it legs? Is it going in too tall? They're running out of runners. Is it just a hunger thing, a loose ball thing? You know, what what's the issue here? There needs to is be it, an improvement in the back half of games.
0: Is it a really intensive game plan that we require the guys to do a lot of running um, so that by the end of the game they're stuffed? I don't know. Is it? Um, yeah. Is it that we're too tall so we're relying on too few guys to do that running? Um, certainly, on the weekend there was excuses for it. Maybe not excuses, reasons for it, because we were a man down. Um, we did—I thought we did the right thing at selection by going in a bit smaller. But yeah, obviously you can't plan to lose guys. But yeah, I don't know. Um, traditionally, we've been a really strong um, endurance uh, fit fit team, and it's really unusual to see us um, failing like this uh, late in games. The numbers, I, I think. I, the, the,
1: I, I was, I was going to say out.
0: about the, the the tracking numbers, the the uh, the GPS numbers that that were actually ahead. They'd run more by the end of the game, and it looked in that last quarter like uh, everyone was out on their feet. You know, Liam no, Ryan asked. was, no, uh, yeah. So, um, but they must have really outworked Essendon before that, I think. So, yeah. Um, Difficult to know what it is from, from outside the four walls of the club. But, yeah, that's certainly something that um, that needs to be reviewed, I think.
1: Part, part of our problem is, you know, a game plan is based on precision and efficiency. So, you know, I think early in the game, you know, it seems to work. You know, that's why first and second quarters we're doing... Second quarters in particular, that's where, you know, you take out the DeLong game and we're, we're doubling our opponent's score. Um, so, when, when we're fresh and we've got some running in our legs, that's all right. But as the game wears on, um, you know, our disposal efficiency drops. And, and because we're not a good pressure side, we had trouble turning the ball over. Um, and sides, I think one of the things too is if... And I looked at... I'd sort of go back to St Kilda game through that first half and, you know, partway through the third quarter... Kilda were chasing tail and, you know, they looked down and we were sort of punishing their mistakes. And once they sort of got a bit of a run in that last that last part of the third quarter, um, you could see their confidence growing because they started to create mistakes and that fed on itself. And, you know, the more mistakes they created, the more they was like, it was like their reward. It was like, you know, getting a dog to chase a stick. You know, the more times you throw it, the more times I'll go after it. Um, they were getting the reward, so they just it just built, and they got that momentum, and we couldn't we couldn't arrest it back. And I think the Essendon game's the same. And you know, it's just it's such a you know, I wonder sometimes whether or not our game plans a little bit too complicated. We often see, you know, we see our recruits struggle to fit in in their first year. Even Kelly, when he came across last year, struggled to to find his way, you know, our young guys we keep talking about, you know, that learning their system and what have you and it's you sort of wonder whether or not you know, just let go of the reins a little bit and just let the guys go and not not try and be so so perfect. And you know, at times I know a comment popped up uh, a moment ago, you know, talking about their kick ins from defence, you know, they always go to the same size where yeah, you know, we we are we're predictable to each other, but I think we're also predictable to our opponents. And um, yeah, you know, I'll be interesting this game against Carlton with a you know a younger list and, and things like that on a, a ground that we don't play well at, but it's a different style of ground. Whether we just go, well, let's just let's just take the footy and just get it going forward, and and not worry about being so perfect, and just just try and win some territory. Um. You know, it's, it's something that the coaching staff need to look at because I don't know that we've got, with the guys like Yo and Shui and those, those sort of players out of the side, we haven't got the cattle to play that same precise mm-hmm. uh, uh, game plan.
2: We've been succeeding. Now, I love the game plan and I'm... A- Shameless defender of it, but I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest. We've been succeeding on a talent gap in a lot of our games. You know, games like the Essendon one, maybe in a healthier list, maybe in years gone by, it's just the pure strength, the quality of the guys you've got out there that might get you over the line one week or another. Now, without that, we're maybe starting to see it exposed a bit where it doesn't work. I am not. I don't know that many teams could succeed over a sustained period of time with these outs, but equally, I don't think the game plan should look this Far away, especially in the clutch, like in the key moments of the game. So it's
1: interesting to say talent gap because if you have a look at who we've beaten, we've beaten
0: um, Port was the big one,
1: sides that are down the bottom of the ladder. You know, we've beaten Fremantle, Mm. Hawthorne, Collingwood, Mm. um, those sides. You know, our wins have come against the poor sides, um. Yeah, the teams we've beaten, you know, Bulldogs, um, Geelong, any any side. Basically, we the highest side we've beaten was Port, who were fifth, mm. and all the rest of the sides we've beaten have been bottom after the ladder. And anytime, um, yeah, anytime we play someone above us, we're, we're losing. So it's that sort of talent gap. Yeah, against the good sides, it doesn't it doesn't um. It doesn't wash. We get found out against the better sides that can um, catch us
2: out. So let's let's sort of project this one out. The Eagles have, what do we have, 11 games left, two at the SCG, so that's great. We've got six at Optus. Prior to the Essendon game, we were batting perfectly at Optus. There's a cricket reference for you, G'day Oka. So we should still be holding serve. There's a tennis reference for you, G'day Oka, at Optus, <laughs> at home. Let's say we win four of the six. Five of the six, that doesn't seem unreasonable. You know, we've only got one game left at the MCG. It brings our total to the season to two. Thanks very much for that one for the AFL. Game at the Gabba against the Lions, you consider that a loss. Adelaide Oval's a happy hunting ground of late. Against the Crows, maybe that's a win. So there's some games that are winnable, but equally, Miguel, we've got the Tigers still. We've got the Dogs again. Uh, who else we got? We've got the Demons who are looking good. Lions, like I said, at the Gabba. I'm not going to count the Derby because, Wait. you know, We thumped Freo last time, but they're going to be hungry and they might even have a chance to take a final spot off us. So looking at our fixture, are we a finals team at the moment?
0: Uh, Well, I think it really depends on those next three games. Um, And if we, yeah, if we go one, two, then we're, what, seven and seven. And we're really, yeah, pushing shit uphill to to try and get into the eight at that stage. Um, So, yeah, I think it's really going to come down to this little period now and and how we go in the next... um, well, yeah, around this buy that's coming up and those the two home games we've got. Because, yeah, we, we probably can't afford to drop more than one of them, one of those three, I don't think.
2: Assuming that the fixture stays the same, keys with how it is, you know, COVID, I know there's a few moving parts at the moment, but let's assume the fixture stays essentially as it is now. One, are the Eagles are finals team? And two let's say that we get some of the troops back but not all of them back, you know, a pretty moderate run with injuries from here on in. What do you actually think is the ceiling for this Eagles team as we currently are watching them?
1: Well, I think, you know, at the moment we're, we're, we're in a dogfight for a, a spot in the, the last two spots in the eight. You know, it's really hard to see us climbing above anybody else. Um, uh, but um, you know, yeah, you know, that, that's where we're at. We we, we just need to, yeah, um, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we we need to hold off. Like Essendon and Giants are the ones that become coming for our for our spot in the eight. So, I mean, we need to get we need to get twelve wins. So we've got to find another six somewhere. Um, you know, you're sort of looking well if, if you got offered a um. You know, fifth or sixth at the moment, you take it in a home final. Um, you know, if we get a home final and, you know, win that, we get into the second week, that's about that's probably par for where we wanted to be. Yeah, you know, absolute par for what we would have thought we could get out of the season. Um, and that's looking a long way off. I, I mean, really, you know, top four, we're going to win probably 9 of our last 11 to get top 4 um, yeah no worries you've got to be you know you've got to be a reverse EP to, to get anywhere close to that um, so and and look and history is we don't win first so so um there yeah, it's it's Just grind it out, and, and I, I mean, you're starting to get to the stage. where you are looking at back half the year, and you're sort of hoping that you get some uh performance out of the young guys. And we got you know, some of these guys like O'Neill and uh you know, maybe Edwards and True and Bailey Williams. You, you know, we, we get to see some development in some of those guys, Patch, Brander, Rotham, and um, start to build towards uh. Yeah, you know, maybe another crack next year. I, I mean, two thousand and seventeen, we were six and five halfway through, and we snuck in on percentage in the last game of the year when Jeddah kicked that goal against Adelaide and fucked over Melbourne, which was so good. Um, sure did. So <laughs> fuck you, Melbourne. Adelaide, history's there, so maybe you know we we sneak in, beat Adelaide, put Adelaide in Adelaide after the siren, and then. You know, 2022, we come back and have another crack. Um, yeah, we, we've got we've got a lot of work to do this year just to just to make finals. And I'm not I'm not convinced um, just at the minute the way we're playing, we're just not quite there. Mig, do we make
2: finals? Yes or no? And where is the exit coming? Or indeed, will there be an exit from the finals?
0: Uh, it's feeling like one of those years where we scrape in, and yeah, if if we win an elimination final, it'll be like that Port one that Keys was talking about, where we you know, win it after the siren in extra time or something, and then have got nothing left the following week. Um, yeah, really difficult to see us going any deeper. I, I, I think yeah, we've got our um, our backs against the wall, just trying to make finals at, at this stage, and yeah, if, when we scrape in, we'll be yeah doing that just scraping in and I can't see us doing a, a bulldogs 2016 and uh, and yeah flying from sixth or seventh or eighth to uh into the grand final um, so yeah it'll be um, as I said earlier I think it'll be another um, another year of a, an early finals exit three in a row following the 2018 flag yeah yeah you know, yeah you know,
1: if you put your glass half full head on you think well if we can just maybe ride this next month out, um, split the next four games. So we're what, eight and seven, and then come, you know, past that, we've sort of got games. You know, we've got Collingwood and.
0: Got North at home at some Collingwood point. Collingwood
1: and North and you know, St oh. Kilda at home, Fremantle. You know, we if you know, we can yeah. get it and we get, you know, a month down the track, we we sort of managed to get some of our personnel back and, and, and stop the bleeding with you guys going out and, and maybe build a bit of momentum in the the last third of the season and hit the ground running with, you know, a pot-fueled Rioli coming in round 23 and... Stop that. Um, <laughs> you know, who, who knows? But, yeah, it's really really as Mick was saying that this next month or so is really important because if we don't we've got to go 5050 at at worst I mean we go to us, we just dig ourselves too too far a hole to get out of um, but we' just got to, we've got to fix up things like contest the ball I mean in our wins, you know we're you know, when we win, if we win, win contested possession, sorry, it's not contested, but our um, uncontested. We've, we've won like an uncontested possession in all our wins bar the Hawthorne game, and that was because Hawthorne were chipping the ball around so much. The games we've lost, we've lost uncontested count by, you know, 100 or more in mm. yeah, 115 against Geelong Bulldogs and Giants all ran us off the feet, you know. So it's it's our outside spread once they win the ball um, that we're getting slaughtered in and, and we just don't have the, the tackle pressure. You know, we sort of won the tackle count in four of our games. It's not... I mean, three of the wins we lost the tackle count, but, you know, it's just that spread. We can't um, control sides when they, um, they get us on the outside.
0: Also, that pressure gauge that I think Fox puts up that I've, I'm sure is a made-up number, and it's just sort that of a feeling that they put up. But nothing. Every time it goes up, ours is yeah, ours is sort of in the in the poor range, and our opponents is up almost off the scale. i it's, it's yeah. that pressure gauge, Mike,
1: any fucking sense whatsoever.
2: The oh, least I mean. they should do is reveal the formula. Let us know what goes into it instead of this oh. sort of vague, oh, it's pressure, and if, who cares? I don't know what
0: that means. You get it's stuffed.
2: You can feel feel
0: when when the team ramps the pressure up and we don't seem to do it very often at all. And, yeah, you don't need a gauge to tell you that. I think it's just you can look at it and an observation.
2: Right. I'm doing my own pressure gauge. There you go. Look at this. Pressure gauge. Eagles are in strife. (laughs) This is all too negative. Hate this. Way too negative. We've got to liven things up. There's one way to do it. There's a surefire way to liven things up around here. And I think you all know what it is. It's time for heroes and villains. Heroes and villains time. Right. Not a lot of hero nominations this week, surprisingly, from the listeners and the viewers. A lot of people like Nick Nat's game. So big shout out to Nick Nat. I loved his game as well. Uh, I'm really struggling for heroes because last week we at least had the indigenous jumper to praise. And, you know, at least we look good mm. in that. Migs, can you liven us up a bit? Who do we have that we liked? What did we like? Please give us a hero of the week.
0: Oh, we're going heroes first. I uh, I struggled for this. Um, Liam Ryan, I thought, just uh, for uh, telling the umpires exactly what we thought about that decision to um, (laughs) to, to pay him for blocking out of a marking contest when it looked like he was just protecting the drop space to me. Um, I've got no idea how he didn't get a fine for that, but... um, Maybe yeah, truth was a defence or something there. Uh, other heroes, uh, you for setting this up, and uh, me and Keys oh. for agreeing to be on it. <laughs> and that was all Stop I had. Stop it! Stop it, Miguel. Of, that's plenty of villains yeah. though. When we get to that,
2: clear the runway for villains. Do we still have Keys, or is he? He's got charging issues. We're back with Keys, just in time. Keys, do you oh, have yeah, a hero? Yeah. More specifically,
1: do, do you like, have some yeah, villains? I... Okay, I'll get heroes. I... WA Football Public sold out the Dreamtime game in seventeen hours. You know, that's a massive fuck you to Victoria and the ones that wouldn't give us games last year. Um, you know, that was all lesson didn't over... Sorry, I that's uh, I'm to just gonna. Um, you know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give us all a pat in the back for that one. Um. Villains. Do it. Hey, All right. Um, <laughs> I can't pronounce the last name. Nicola is something like Spuria or someone who is the South Australian Chief Health Officer who wasn't joking. I mean, if you put it in a um, skit, you think no one could be that stupid. She's told the crowd to football comes in the crowd between Adelaide and Collingwood and if it does don't touch it I mean the football doesn't and if you do out.
0: touch it, wash your hands before you eat your
1: pie I mean <laughs> it, it's uh, it's kind of funny until you realise that every time we've had a press conference where a government minister or prime minister stood up and said, they're doing this because based on the very best balls. It's clowns like her that are giving the fucking health advice. Shit, don't touch a football if it goes in the crowd. I mean, you're watching forty four blokes run around on the football field tacking each other, tie each other on the ground and like that. If there's a danger that someone in the crowd's gonna get coronavirus from a football touch I reckon you can get 44 guys get infected first, but you, for some reason, that's okay. Um, and it wasn't even as if they uh, said, oh, shit, no, we didn't mean that. They doubled down on it again today. And so she's on the list. Um, Collingwood, sort your shit out. <laughs> fucking board, usual. I, I just to hear about it. Yeah. Uh um, Uh there was another one.
2: There's always another one. There's always another <laughs> one. Battling on manfully there, Keys. There's a few Well, what about Eddie Maguire? He was a popular one on the on the Collingwood theme. They're airing their dirty laundry. We've got some wanting a coup in their boardroom. I don't give a shit. But uh Eddie Maguire's commentary certainly got a lot of people irate. On the weekend, Migs. I didn't suffer through a replay. Uh, no, I was lucky slash unlucky enough to be at the game, so I didn't actually watch the televised replay once I knew the result. But uh, commentary, not so impressive. I'm hearing Eddie Maguire, Pretty shit effort from him, Migs.
0: Yeah, so I heard. Yeah, I was like you. I didn't. I was at the game, and yeah, didn't feel like watching a replay. Someone did ask in the comments I saw um, when we're doing our next live call, so obviously that's uh, gaining a bit of traction. And um, yeah, so, so maybe right. we should put Eddie, put Eddie and Dwayne in that, the heroes yeah, for uh, for promoting our live call. we <laughs> <laughs> go responding to
1: the it, comment there. What?
2: No, no, no. The kid that got absolutely falconed at the Adelaide Oval a few weeks ago. Somebody, uh, Simba. They held up kid. their kid to take a mark, yeah. and it just went
0: right on him. Right on him. Got yeah, Nearly free. knocked him out of the dad's hands. Yeah. Should have ducked under the ball. Here's one.
1: And I, Go on. I sort of half predicted it last week. Um, Essendon, before they came over here last week, they had won a game on the road. They played four games on the road. They lost all four. Hmm. How many times do you reckon that the uh, Essendon got a rare road win came up in the commentary? Donuts. But none, so. But it was just a great win. Apparently we're shit, and we're not a finals contender. But it was the best Essendon win for years. It's like there it
2: is. Yeah.
1: Piss off. Weak, spineless, gutless.
2: Eagles can't close. Essendon triumph. Fantastic. Best road win since they last one in Perth. Well, not last one in Perth, but best road win since whatever, whatever. And there's Fox footy posts, the 0-2 Essendon start to the season. How far are they, away, are they away from a wooden spoon? And now, oh, culture, the rebuild. You can see the vision. You can see what's happening. Footy media, footy discourse, obviously excluding us. Please continue to tune yeah. in, guys. Thank you very much. Absolute joke. So, uh, Mig's so villain. Oh, here you go. On that, that- fat Guts Robbo.
1: not like him, talking to me. Um, <laughs> he's doing a podcast, but Robbo. He's the one because he was a freaking head cheerleader for Essendon during the week. And, you know, you listen What's to everything in the grand final yeah. this year. Um, yeah, get stuffed. He can have it.
0: They're still 10th, aren't
1: And he's sick of no. that little mate, Gerard no. Watley.
0: Um, villains, Keyes nominated the, uh, the WA public for hero. I'm going to nominate the large section of the Eagles crowd for villains um, that basically started to file out as soon as Essendon even looked like they were about to hit the front. Uh, And by the end of the game, there was probably more Essendon fans than Eagles fans left in the stadium. I absolutely hate people leaving before the end, win, win, lose, or draw. I've always hated it, and it's just a shocking look. Um, Injury gods, obviously villains. Um, Weekly Tom Brown nomination um, for suggesting that Essendon were responsible for the Dreamtime game selling out
1: miguel sure home the, team sure he gets the award yeah. after him doesn't he
0: yeah. i think so <laughs> He'd
1: be
2: the I, front think, runner. I think we'll we'll throw a poll out there kane corn's a good strong early candidate but i i think yeah. that uh i think tom Brown's tom, coming home tom Brown's coming hard of on course. the
0: outside yeah for a horse i horse wanted to reference. call it the
2: cane corns campaigner of the year but a uh, campaigner of the <laughs> week but i reckon <laughs> tom, tom Brown's tom really Brown's going yeah. to
1: get a scoop from his dad
2: no yeah it's not true. not a great journey Useless. Keep fire away, mix.
0: Keep my, up. My final final villain is a weekly nomination for the AFL um, for bringing in the mid-season draft um, so that teams can fill holes on their list when their ruckmen go down and they can uh, pull um, yeah. the mature age people from the from the waffle or the VFL or whatever, uh, allowing everyone to just use it to stockpile the 19-year-olds that um, were overlooked in the draft last year and are years away from a debut, which... Um, it was probably about three-quarters of the picks yesterday. So, yeah, for them yeah. bringing in another stupid rule and allowing everyone to rule it, they get my nomination as well.
2: Very good. Um, You'd never catch the Eagles trying to skirt the system and draft a 19-year-old who's miles away from a debut. So do we want to start talking about the mid-season well, draft? Yeah, we'll,
1: I've got one more. May
0: yet. as well. Do we have, do we have to? <laughs> we haven't so, announced a winner yet,
1: saw, we? Oh, true enough. saw Simpsons press conference today. Uh, Some boner. You know, uh, maybe playing Richmond
0: uh, next Thursday. Yes. Ah, because of the COVID change. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't put it past the AFL to do that. I actually thought they
2: did a good it's job ch- navigating this Essendon Richmond, you know, bye week yeah. dream time. Richmond are coming back to Perth. I actually thought they did an all right job. It looks like we've lost Keys, or maybe Keys is frozen up there. Just in sheer rage at uh, at the Villains of the Week. Migs, we do have to nominate someone. We do have okay. to... Uh... Yeah. yeah, we got you back again, Keys. There we go. Beautiful yeah. stuff. We've got to name a Villain of the Week. We've thrown out a lot, of, a lot of nominations. Who actually gets the award this week? Who Who's taken home Tom Brown?
1: Robbo. Yeah, give it to Robbo.
2: Yeah. I don't think we've actually had Robbo win this one yet, so... Congratulations, Robbo. I guess you're the uh, yeah, the Tom yeah. Brown villain of the week. All right, guys, let's talk about the mid-season draft. The Eagles participated, I believe, for the first time ever. Uh, Migs, you mentioned that teams like to stockpile 19-year-olds who are miles away from a debut. First pick of the mid-season draft for the West Coast Eagles, William Connors. Uh, excuse me, let me start again. William Collins. Nineteen-year-old defender yeah. who fluctuates between the Swan Districts Rezis and league sides. So, what do we
0: make of that and selection? Also, also um, fills in as drummer for Genesis on occasions. Um, wow! Really? Going for the really dated references here. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, that's one of the ones I was talking going about. Going obviously. There, <sighs> you know? Yeah. No, nah, sorry. I'm going it. to you got to keep going. <laughs> Do the drum solo? Yeah, at least like give
2: me this one. Yeah, at least give me the drums.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's his name? Will Collins. Will Collins. Fire away, picks. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know much about him. Obviously, the club loves him because they um, they had a good look at him over the preseason. There wasn't a, wasn't a spot for him. But, yeah, as soon as uh, they've opened up a spot for the midseason draft, they've... Um, They've snapped him up, so yeah, he's he's obviously one that they've they've picked with a, a view to the long term. Uh, we yeah we've got some uh little bit younger fans who don't know who Genesis is. Do yourself a in the words of Molly Meldrum, do yourself a favour, go check them out on Spotify or whatever. Um, Genesis and uh, Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins's um solo work. Just wrong, you can man? have a you can have an evening. Right? Um, yeah. Um, but Connor West, do you want to talk, want to talk about Connor West? That's um, that was the Let's real it, Connor West, the real um, pleasing selection for me. We we wanted a mature midfielder, I think, and we talked about, or well, the people on the board talked about, you know, Jai Bolton and, and Hayden schleuth and whoever else. But uh, I was pretty glad to see us go um, a little bit more long term than than looking at um, you know one of those really mature guys that are sort of 27 28 29 um Connor West 22 uh is um uh, potentially um going to contribute this year we've seen seen it announced uh, just before we came on that uh both he and Collins will be playing for our um our waffle side for now so uh he's got the opportunity to to try and push for selection uh during the season and yeah there's certainly um uh, some spots up for grabs in the midfield at the moment uh, and probably will be for the rest of the season. Um, but he's young enough as well to, to hang around for six or eight years. Uh, reminded me a bit of the Mark Hutchings selection where he also came from West Perth, coincidentally, but um, similar sort of age, uh, yeah, performing really well uh, and is someone who can come in and, and fill a role in the midfield. He, he's probably not going to win a Brownlow, but, um, yeah, just someone who can come like in. Mark Yeah. No, um, come in, yeah, come in, fill a role, be a role player in, in a good midfield. So, yeah, really pleased with that selection. And, um, yeah, another potential father-son uh, appearance as well because his dad played a whole 13 games back in the mid-90s and, uh, and won a Sandover as well. So, obviously, comes from good stock.
2: Very solid stuff. Keyes, Collins, West... Do you think they can contribute at anything this year? Do you think either of them will get a game for the Eagles? And do you think these are just sort of get a quick look at somebody for next year? H- how do you think this draft played out for the West Coast?
1: Uh, I think Collins was on our radar from <laughs> Managlio. Jesus. If you don't know who Janice was, you wouldn't know who Managlio was unless there's no, someone different. That one's gone past me as well. Peter Managlio was used to play for West Perth in the 80s. Oh. Wingman, I think, from yep. memory.
0: There you go. So, G'day, Peter. Hope you're listening, um, mate.
1: I think, Collins, obviously we, we were interested in him in to train on and um, had we had a bit more clarity around um, Venables and Rioli early in the year, well, yeah, you know, we might have um, – you yeah, know, put him on the list at the start of the year. So he's a long-term option. I mean, he's been playing... Only played a couple of league games for Swan, so he's having trouble cracking the league game for mm. for a waffle side. So he's not playing this year. Um, West, you know, I can see him... Um, if we don't sort of get some of those guys back, I can see West getting a game. You know, he's probably... He's probably ahead of uh, Edwards and Trill in his development. He's three years older. you expect that. So um, once he's come in and, and spent two or three weeks around the club, I, you could see a possibility that he might get a game. Um, so uh, at least he's a hard body. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Let's bring
2: it home, gents. Let's bring the debut show home here. Round 12, West Coast Eagles versus Carlton, one twenty p.m. Western Standard Time. Of course, West Coast Carlton. It is at the SCG. Uh, I reckon it's easier if I bring the changes up here on the screen because, my goodness, Miguel, there were a lot of them. Ainsworth, Harry Edwards, Luke Edwards, Luke Foley, Langdon, O'Neill, True, Vardy, all ins for this Sunday game, all on the extended bench. Archie out, injured. Allen out, injured. Brander, injured. Kelly, injured. Kennedy, injured. It's going to be at least five changes for the West Coast Eagles and they try and win at a ground that, uh, Migs, when did they last win at the SCG? How are we going to tackle this one?
0: Uh, Last win was in 1999 and, um, yeah, I tweeted as well um, a little bit earlier that uh, Luke Edwards confirmed as making his debut, um, named on the field. Uh, If... well, if he does debut and we win, he'll be the first Eagle to play in a uh, a debut win at the SCG since 1993. Um, There you go. There you go. little useless uh, stat for you. Um, Yeah. uh, Three of those guys I think won't play. I don't think we'll make any more than the the five force changes. Um, Vardy, I think, unlikely to play. Um,
2: I know Kennedy's out,
0: but... I yeah, think.
2: I think I was going to say Williams full time forward Vardy ruck is my fear on a small ground. And I, I I'd be terrified, but I actually thought that was my first thought of what they'd do.
0: Yeah, um, I suppose I was thinking Waterman could play tall. Uh, he's done the waffle and, Yeah, on the uh, on the small ground, I'd go with a um, probably Williams having some more game time, um, spending more time forward when he's uh, when he's not chopping out Nick Nat in the ruck. Uh, yeah, using him, um, Darling, obviously, Waterman as sort of the three forwards and also um, play Ryan a um, bit more of a close to home uh, forward, which will also help with the fact that he um, he's uh, he's struggling with his tank at the moment, having had a fairly lengthy layoff. And I think someone in the... Uh, in the comments mentioned, that might be a possibility as well. So apologies, whoever you were, that I can't remember and I can't be bothered scrolling back. Um, but, yeah, I can see them <laughs> going with that sort of combination and leaving Vardy uh, at home to uh, to help the Beagles, who will be very undermanned this week. Um, so, yeah, um, so I've got really, if you look at the 22, Waterman coming in for Kennedy, um, Edwards and O'Neill coming in for Kelly and say, Brander, uh, into the midfield. Um, Harry Edwards for Allen is obvious. um, It's a half-back. And then the fifth change, I could see going one of two ways. Uh, The simple one would be just Langdon comes in, um, plays sort of forward, maybe pushes Cripps up onto a wing or something, uh, and that really replaces Archie, who's sort of been playing a a forward-slash-mid role. Uh, The alternative would be Foley comes in, Um, plays in defence, Nelson comes up the ground, plays the sort of forward slash midfield slash tagging role that we saw him play um, really well against Collingwood and then haven't seen again. Um, And that would also, that would help with our midfield rotations a bit and also give us a little bit of versatility if someone goes down that Nelson's able to be um, thrown around the ground a bit. So wouldn't mind seeing that, Um, but I think, Those will be the changes. Ainsworth, I think, will probably get um, a free plane trip to Sydney as the emergency. Uh, And so who was the other guy? True, I I don't think they'll play true. I think um, really positive that they've named him in the side, but uh, I think he stays back and and plays with the Beagles as well.
2: Like I said, terrified that Vardy's going to play because I watched Carlton play last week against Sydney and they didn't get the win. But uh, they were very willing to play on, very willing to handball it out the back after a mark or a free kick, move quickly. Small ground keys. I'm terrified at Carlton going with a bit of speed. So uh, quickly for their ins, they've got Dow, Fisher, Nunes, and Parks named. Mickey Gibbons is going out. Decent, you know, mid-size forward. So maybe that helps out a bit, but... Yeah, Carlton pretty much coming in unchanged, you'd suspect, beyond that one change. Uh, second last in disposals keys. They give up the second most clearances. They get tackled the most in football. So tell me why the Eagles aren't going to come in and win this game.
1: That's uh, the SVG. Um, although <laughs> Carlton's, Carlton's record, the SCG's, any marginally better on the hours. And. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, someone put up a comment and said our last win at the SCG, Edwards wasn't born, and I reckon he's not the only one in the side that anyone mm. born 2000 onwards. So you're looking at guys like probably O'Neill as well. Um, look, we've probably still got – still got enough guys that we can, can't not travel that well. Um, they're sort of a little bit like us I suppose they've been competitive and then fallen away later in games Um, it's just if we can sort of keep some sort of leash on uh, Cripps and Walsh uh, and hopefully Baras can have a big big game against um, McCoy, um and keep him relatively quiet yeah, who knows, I, I'm not, I just look at those outs and I'm not, I just can't sort of get myself too, uh, too optimistic about it. Um, you know, I just hope the kids go in and, and have a crack. I hope we don't play Vardy. Hmm. I hope we take the, uh, if, if there's a silver lining, you know, we um, we get to have a look. We've got Brander, Kennedy and alan they're all sort of, Giants and we've only got Edwards is coming back in, hopefully. Uh, we we'll get a bit of a look at a at a smaller, a smaller lineup. So I'd be uh, interested to see how we go with a with a bit sort of more running power than what we've gone into with other games, and it might give us a bit of a clue as to what we need to do in the the back half of the year if we can get a few run guys with some some energy. Um, around the ball and just just give it a crack. I, I think the what the one good thing for us is we there's no I don't think there's gonna be a lot of expect, expectations around the side going into this game. Um, and we actually tend to go quite well when the expectations are pretty low. When we've got lofty expectations are expected to win, we um we struggle. So who knows? It's,
2: so here we go. Migs, Keith touched on it then, the Mackay matchup. Leads the league in goal-kicking, 38 goals thus far. Kicked three last week, but should have had heaps, heaps more. He missed a ton uh, in that game that were relatively gettable goals. So he's going to be a handful. Keys suggested Barras, obviously the more experienced player. We've seen Edwards get the gig thus far this season on guys like Tabiner. uh Threw him on the Hawks' young forwards as well, but... That Tabata matchup was probably the one where we saw Edwards maybe get a bit exposed for a 10 minute stretch there. They had to switch Allen onto him. Do you think they'll give Edwards a crack? Do you think they'll just throw Barras straight away on Mackay? How do we slow down essentially the best goal scorer in footy?
0: Yeah, I think Barras um, probably gets first crack at him. I know when in the Derby, I think it was um, Edwards and Allen were our two key defenders. I don't think we had either um, Barras or Gov. So that was sort yeah. of why Edwards took him um edwards probably a better matchup to start on maybe casbolt um yeah mckay someone's just commented that uh he's a bit quick uh he's also got the probably outreaches brass so it'll be a difficult matchup for him uh he has been in good form I, I thought he played really well on on hooker um probably one of our few guys that could hold his head up after that Essendon game so yeah i think he's going to be first crack uh, going to get first crack but that's a um it's going to be a big match-up and the key will really be uh, denying them enough forward entries to for him to kick a bag. Um, so it'll be on the guys up the ground because, yeah, if he does get Barras um, one out, uh, he's probably going to uh, get more opportunities than we mm. would be comfortable with. Leading
2: early as well. Oh, he got a lot of separation last week watching their game. The kick would come in and his opponent wouldn't even be in the frame by the time he'd marked it. So... Bit of a concern there. Keyes, you touched on the work, right? Again, it always starts from the middle. It's the same chat we have. I know there's no Kennedy. Uh, there's no Allen, you know, if you want to factor that one in. But Darling's there. We've seen him have some good footy in him. Williams can take a grab inside 50. There's guys to kick to. And, in fact, I think we had a comment earlier about going ultra small and, and having Ryan come out of the square as well. If we can win in the middle from Nick Matt and Co, there's still guys up forward that can kick a score for us. So, you know, do you, you, do you foresee the Eagles getting the opportunity?
1: Yeah, I can see us um, you know, playing playing Ryan as a uh, full forward. Um, Michael Slug, yeah, good call. I agree with that. You said that you typed it up as I was about to say it. Um, Ryan out of the golf square, I think would be a good move. Um, the other one is Waterman, he sort of, when we played Darling and Allen and Kennedy and waterman gets squeezed up the ground and he gets he sort of gets a, a sort of badly defined role um, at waffle we've seen him kick bags of five and six goals mm. as a as a yep. lead up forward so yeah it's an opportunity it's an opportunity for Waterman because he's going to get fed probably a bit more ball than what he's used to in the in the seniors um, He's generally a pretty good kicker goal um so he's one that you know I could see him coming out of the goal square at times as well so he's he can kick he's capable of kicking four or five um particularly because the cult the defense they'll be focusing on uh on darling especially uh and 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 to a degree Ryan um so there's an opportunity for Waterman to um get off the chain and and um and yeah, you know, have, have a bit of a day out um, in, a, in a role that he's probably a little bit
2: more suited to. So, Migs, let's get into tips. The Eagles have to win. You know, we, we've talked about earlier on the show, they've got to really start to get through this next couple of week period. It's looking a bit tough. We've got the Dogs on the horizon. We've got Richmond on the horizon. So this is a winnable game. It was certainly one we would have had in in Byro. I would expect, as a win preseason. How do you feel now? Yeah. Are the Eagles going to win this weekend? By how much? And who's going to star for us?
0: Uh, How do I feel is extremely nervous, but I'm going to predict us to win. um, Good man. Because I can't bring myself not to. Uh, So I've got here, yeah, pick us to win by 12. Uh, Best on ground, I'll say Jack Darling, uh, who was a little bit quiet against Essendon. Um, Kicked one goal, didn't get much of it. Um, But as the main man, he'll uh, he'll step up. He'll uh, give Liam Jones or whoever a bath and he'll kick four and we will have a very rare win on the SCG. Very good. Love all that keys. That just looks like white paper. But I assume you're saying that you picked Darling.
2: What is this now? Twenty four <laughs> oh, <27. laughs> keys with the, the tried and trued. G'day, Jack Bauer. If you're listening, twenty four yeah. points for keys. He's on mute. That's how confident he is with his tip. Yeah. He locked it in before the game had even started. Oh, oh, I was
1: on mute. Yeah.
2: Oh, well. Go for it, keys. Yeah, yeah I, I, I did wasn't
1: actually saying anything. Anyway. I was just told not twenty four. Um. <laughs> Yeah, um heart says twenty-four. Head says, oh, just pray." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can't, can't Who impresses no us? Captain, but, yeah. But uh, hope so. And hope so. Uh, best on ground I'll, tip, I'll, case? This one, best on. I pumped him up. Snake Waterman to have a day out and kick eight.
2: <laughs> and goodness, and shut up! Whoever,
0: whoever it was, I was arguing with that um, said he should be delisted. He's got no future. And Delisted's he cost, a bit rough.
1: They cost a, us a, more goals a, a, than a he. Big call out to hungry tiger if he's on Facebook.
2: Yeah, I hope he's watching. G'day, mate. I um, all week I've had Waterman as an out, but then when I saw the side, and especially when I saw Brander out, I thought Waterman could be actually in for a pretty solid day, working up the ground and. You know, he's got a little bit more space to do so without Brander. So I don't mind the call there. Eight goals will be a sight to behold. So good stuff, Jake. Hope you can get on that. Uh, For myself, I'll go the Eagles by seven. Nick Nat for best on. He was by far best on ground for me against Essendon. He's been in really, really good form over the last few weeks. Big ruck battle uh, this week as well. So hopefully he can rise to the occasion. And he'll actually have somebody jumping against him this week. So we'll see how he handles that. But let's see what happens. We've got some tips coming in here. Uh, One through Twitch. Says, uh, I'm tipping us to win by 15 points, thanks to Darling and Waterman getting us over the line. Keys has signed up to Twitch That's whilst on. he's on the podcast to <laughs> put Waterman in the in the comments there, I reckon. That's, I reckon that was... They've,
0: they've basically just combined our tips, I think. Good. Uh, I said, We've got I said Darling, Keyes and Waterman.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, we could have put Nick Nat in there, but anyway, here we go. Uh, guys, Carlton, it's going to be a tough game. I think it's almost must-win territory. Uh, certainly for top four, it's must-win, but... Let's just make finals first and see what happens there. Fingers crossed for uh, for the West Coast Eagles this week. Guys, I reckon that will do it from us this week. The first ever live stream video podcast here for the, for the Big Footy Eagles pods. Keith, how do you reckon things went, all
1: things considered? Oh, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see if the people want to look at my ugly mug again next week. But uh, I pulled it out of my ass, Shirley. <laughs> 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 we can only hope.
0: How come Case uh, is getting all the attention for the Phil Collins performance? People love Case.
2: People are here for Case. Oh here we I'm go. Hang on, clear, clear the runway. Case, take us home with something. In the confusion.
0: Uh, <laughs> was that Is him or was that, the, no
1: one. was that the Just Peter Jeff. Gabriel
0: era? Oh, goodness yeah, me. one, Disturbed
1: sing that song
2: as well. Oh, dear, there you go. Big shout out to Disturbed. Oh, well, nicely done, Keys. Mix, nicely done from yourself. If you're yeah. not chopped liver. Thank you very much for coming on. You've got some good oh, research yeah. there, some good insight.
0: No rose, I am do all. one of the slow ballady ones. Um, take a look at me now.
2: Yeah, hit it. Take a hit look it. We at good. me now. No,
0: no. Beautiful. No. That's all you get. Beautiful doing. stuff. Well done.
2: Uh, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for rolling the dice on the live pod. Thank you for the yeah. viewers as well and the listeners soon to be. If you're watching on the replay, join us next week, every Thursday at 8.30 <laughs> p.m. And, uh, oh, five is in this. We've got comments. We've got nasty comments yeah. coming through now. The hecklers have started from right. the cheap seats. Yeah, No good. All right, guys, that's, we'll that's... sign it off there. We'll leave you there. Big win for the West Coast Seasons coming up this There's weekend. Yeah. Week. 8.30pm next week, guys. Facebook, Twitch, yeah. Twitter, hopefully YouTube hey. next week. Hopefully we get that one sorted. Next
1: week will unfold don't, don't we get we'll a bye unfo- week?
2: Uh, nah, no bias. No lineup, up no bias. We're rolling through straight with this one, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, feedback, yeah, please, a genuinely. A lot of feedback would be fantastic. Uh, just let us know what you like. Let us know what you disliked. Hopefully... The stuff you dislike, we can change. We can't change our appearance, but we'll soldier on nonetheless. We'll talk to you next you week, Mix. No more singing, more singing next week. No. We'll talk to you next week, guys. We'll leave you there, Keys Miguel. Thank you very much for coming on, guys. We'll see you next week after a big Eagles win. Bye for now. Thanks yeah,
1: guys. Bye.